You're listening to the rpetshealth.com podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Alex Avery. On this show, I bring you pet health discussions that allow you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. Remember too, you can call into the show on the anchor.fm app if you have any comments or questions. So let's get started. Arthritis in cats and dogs is a painful condition, so what drugs are the best painkillers to give them? Are you worried about how safe they are? And how do we monitor our pets to make sure they are both as pain-free as possible without developing side effects? Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Avery from rpetshealth.com and welcome to the final video in my arthritis series. If you haven't checked out the first two, where I explain all about arthritis and its diagnosis, as well as drug-free management strategies, then they can be found in the link below and on the card up here. Arthritis is a progressive disease, and at some point, both our arthritic dogs and cats will need painkilling medication. If we deny them this treatment, then we are failing to keep them as pain-free as possible, and their quality of life will suffer as a result. Now, there are a lot of myths and scare stories about the use of painkillers in dogs and cats, which I will attempt to correct, as our pet's right to a pain-free life is something I feel very strongly about. First, though, let me ask you this question. If you were suffering from chronic pain, would you rather take a drug that had a small risk of side effects, or would you rather just live with the pain? Now, if you would rather avoid the risk of side effects completely and live in pain, then would you even exclude something as common and everyday as aspirin? Well, did you know that in the US and UK, this drug results in the annual death of up to 19,500 people, with a further 100,000 people needing to be hospitalised? There is no such thing as a drug treatment that works without any risk of side effects. If someone claims there is, then you have to ask, does that drug actually do anything at all? Now, the most common medications given to alleviate the pain and inflammation associated with the crippling disease of osteoarthritis are known as the non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Some common examples include carprofen, meloxicam, furacoxib, and mavacoxib. These drugs are available under many different trade names worldwide, with the most commonly being known likely to be Rimadyl and Metacam, it's also Prevacox, Trecoxil and various others. They are used in the treatment of both short-term acute pain, such as following an injury or surgery, as well as being used to aid the management of long-term chronic pain, just like that found in arthritis. These drugs work by reducing pain, inflammation and fever by stopping the formation of proteins needed for these events to occur. Side effects are uncommon, and when they do occur, are most often related to the intestines, with diarrhoea and occasional vomiting being seen. If these develop, then the drug should be stopped and your vet should be consulted. More serious side effects are really very rare, but they can include liver damage and kidney damage or exacerbate these conditions if they are already present. Now, it's exactly for this reason that monitoring blood samples are highly recommended in any patient, both before they start on long-term non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and also periodically during treatment. Similarly, if any concerns are noted, such as a loss of appetite or an increase in thirst, again, the drug should be discontinued and advice sought from your vet. All this being said, the risk should not be overstated. These drugs are proven to be incredibly effective at relieving pain, improving mobility, and greatly increasing arthritic patients' quality of life. They generally offer the best chance of making sure your pet is as pain-free as possible. Now, for a complete in-depth look at these drugs and their use in both dogs and cats, be sure to watch my dedicated videos linked below. Having said all that, our non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are not the be-all and end-all when it comes to relieving the pain caused by arthritis. 
there are several other options. And these might be appropriate in those animals which are still painful despite their use, or for use in patients for whom non-steroidals should really be avoided. Now this might be due to a pre-existing kidney disease or liver disease, as well as previously experiencing side effects with them. Now these all drugs all work at different levels of the pain pathway within the body, and so could be given at the same time as each other in most cases. This may mean that an arthritic patient with advanced disease may need two or even three different painkillers to ensure they are as pain-free as possible with a good quality of life. And this is the key point, a good quality of life. There is little point in my mind in restricting our painful patients to a single drug treatment if their quality of life remains poor. So paracetamol is one such drug that can be used in dogs only. It must never be given to cats as even a small dose will kill them. Used correctly though in dogs, it's generally very safe and provides good additional pain relief with little risk of GI upset. Now overdose can cause liver damage, so care does need to be taken to dose appropriately. Dogs are not just little people. Opioids related to morphine such as tramadol and buprenorphine can also be used in chronic pain situations. These act on the central nervous system by preventing the transmission of pain signals to the brain. Buprenorphine is an effective painkiller for moderate pain and can be administered into the cheek or under the tongue as well as by injection. It is not typically used as a long-term treatment, but it may be used where lameness becomes suddenly worse and is more commonly used in cats compared to dogs. Tramadol is also an opioid, although it works on slightly different receptors to buprenorphine. It does not work for as long in dogs compared to people and its effects are much less predictable too. It may provide enough additional pain relief when combined with other pain-killing medications but I would be cautious about using it by itself. Gabapentin is another common drug used in the control of chronic pain. It is actually an anti-fitting or anti-seizure medication that has some pain-killing properties. It's commonly used when non-steroidal anti-inflammatories fail to adequately control arthritic pain. While it can cause drowsiness and incoordination, these typically pass once an animal becomes used to taking it. Amantadine is the final, more common drug used in addition to non-steroidals. Although primarily a human antiviral and anti-Parkinson medication, it has been recognised as having a place in the treatment of chronic pain. Again, it is generally well tolerated, although side effects may include intestinal upset and even some agitation. The bottom line with analgesic or pain-killing medication is that there are several different options, which allows for a large number of different combinations to be trialled as felt appropriate for each individual pet. Now this may mean that several combinations of both drug type and dose given and frequency may need to be worked through before the best plan for each individual is reached. And this gives our arthritic patients the best chance of being pain-free and as a result happy and mobile for as long as possible. Now perhaps the final treatment for arthritis is surgery, but this is only an appropriate path for a small minority of patients. Joint replacement technology and surgical expertise are improving all the time and there are also several other salvage procedures to limit the effects of or to alleviate the pain due to hip dysplasia specifically. Now these options are definitely best discussed with your personal vet and the procedures are often generally more specialist in nature and so referral would likely to be needed. Right, so we've started treatment and we'd better make sure it's working as well as we hope and that our pet is as pain-free as possible so they can really get on with enjoying their life. We know that arthritis is a progressive condition and that despite our best efforts, it will get worse with time. This means we need to keep looking out for the signs of arthritis that let us know our dog or cat was suffering from the disease in the first place. This time though, we should know exactly what to expect in our own individual animal. Every dog or cat exhibits pain in a slightly different way. And if you know your own pet and how they show discomfort, then you can act 
quickly. If they are slow to get going in the morning, if they are withdrawn, if they struggle jumping, then they may still be in pain and additional treatment may be needed. Just as with the original diagnosis, the longer the delay in starting treatment, the harder it is to get pain levels back under control. Additional treatment may not even mean drugs either. Further environmental management or the addition of different physical therapies, as discussed in the last video, may again make enough of a difference. So as I've already discussed, cats and dogs on drug therapy should be having regular blood and urine testing to monitor body health and to reduce the chance of side effects becoming a serious problem. It is the non-steroidals that generally require the most monitoring, with kidney and liver disease testing being the most important. A pre-treatment blood test is always a good idea, with scheduled follow-ups as deemed appropriate for each individual pet by your own vet. But blood testing won't always pick up every problem, so it's just as important to know what potential side effects a drug may cause, and so what to look out for. Now unfortunately, even with the best detection, treatment and monitoring, arthritis is a progressive condition. It will get worse with time. The good news however is that with all of the strategies that I've discussed in this video series, there has never been a better time to be a cat or a dog with arthritis. We are generally able to keep our arthritic dogs and cats comfortable and mobile with an excellent quality of life for far longer than ever before. If our pets stay otherwise healthy though, there will come a time when no further treatment options are left and their quality of life will start to suffer. At this point, we will need to consider making that last difficult decision. We can do so much for our painful pets, but unfortunately we can't turn back the clock completely. I'm a big believer that we should not let them suffer from long-term, untreatable pain, merely existing rather than living. Quality of life is key. I hope your pet though will really benefit from this video series on arthritis, and it will go some way towards living a happier, pain-free life. If you have any questions, comments, or if you'd like to share any stories about your own experiences of having a pet with arthritis, then I would really love to hear them down in the comments below and share them with the community. Also, if it's your first time here, consider subscribing and hitting that bell notification to make sure that you don't miss out on future content and allow me to continue to help you and your pet to live a healthier, happier life. So until next time, I'm Dr. Alex from Our Pets Health, because they're family. So I really hope today's topic has helped you. Please call into the show at anchor.fm. I would really love to hear from you. If you'd like more information on anything I've discussed, then head over to ourpetshealth.com. And if it's your first time listening, also think about signing up to my website newsletter to make sure that you never miss out on future content and allow me to continue to help you and your pet to live healthier, happier lives. So until next time, I'm Dr. Alex from Our Pets Health, because they're family.